Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Paradigm. My name is Jeff Gluck, I'm along with my co-worker George Bianchi. We are motorsports writers for The Athletic, and today we're here to talk about the Texas Motor Speedway race, our favorite track on the NASCAR circuit. What a great... Uh, <laughs> uh, I, am, I am here at sweltering hot Texas, although it, it, has, uh, it has cooled down. Uh, a little bit. Uh, it's probably mm-hmm. only now in like the mid nineties or something. So, no. quite, quite lovely. Cool so break out the jackets, man. So it was so hot out that somebody after, after the race asked Bubba Wallace uh, how he felt about, you know, the heat and all the stuff. And he said, well, uh, it's not as hot as I am standing here right now with you guys. So uh, <laughs> That's uh, true. apparently the car with the cool suit, I don't know. I, I think it is hot in there, but it was very hot outside as well. But uh, hot action on the track as well, Jordan. Oh, nice transition. That was very smooth. <laughs> At least by Texas standards, maybe. Was it not such a bad yeah, race like, I'm, I'm actually or? genuinely, I almost want to like get to the, the conversation about the good race poll. Because I, 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 I don't know what to think. Like, I could make a case either way. I, um, I, well, I let's, think let's talk caution- about the racing first then. I mean, if that's yeah. the, the hot topic, I, I guess. I think so. I mean, that, that is the topic coming to Texas every year. And it's we, we, we make jokes about it all year long. And right. I don't think the racing per se was memorable. Um, it certainly is not uh, uh, comparisons to what we've seen at Kansas and Charlotte and other intermediate type tracks. I throw Michigan in there as well. Uh, we saw, you know, Kyle Larson win the second stage by six seconds. But I at the end of the day, because of the cautions and how they fell and everything else, there was enough going on to kind of keep interest. And it didn't, you know, it didn't like, oh, my God, this is Texas. Oh, there's parts of that time. But I think there was enough to break it up a little bit and enough plot twist to kind of keep the things moving along. And it wasn't like last year where it was tire failures and like, oh, my goodness, what is going on here? This was more natural, you know, if you will, cautions. Yeah, and I mean, you almost kind of have to separate a large part of the race from the last 25 laps as yeah. well because that got a little chaotic and crazy and silly at times in some ways. But, um, you know, it was going to be a straightforward race pretty much. But I, even then, you know, I, I I think if it had ended on a, a long run, you know, like a, a whatever it was, 80, 90 lap run, and Larson wins by seven seconds. People are not going to be happy, of course. But I, I uh, you know, and I say this, this is by Texas standards. Okay. So yeah, it, it's it, a low it's bar. Like it, is, bar. it, is a, it, it couldn't be a lower bar in the sport than what Texas bar is. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, you could probably, an, an ant could step over the low bar uh, yeah. here in Texas. But, um, you know, again, by Texas standards, though, 
it was fine. I mean, it, again, it wasn't great, but I didn't think it was bad. It was, it was just fine. Um, yeah. And, you know, but again, by other mile and a half standards with the next gen car, no, it wasn't, it didn't live up to that, but it wasn't, it wasn't like the worst race of the year. Either, even if, even if the Yaley thing had, hadn't happened and Larson had gone on to win, is that the worst race of the year? I don't, I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. I mean, it's probably in the, it's probably in the bottom three or four, maybe, but I, I'm not the, I, I, I'm hard pressed to remember a worse one right now, but I'm sure there has been. Okay. Well, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess we can just get into what I, you know, it, it's kind of funny because, I think at first, like after the repave, there was, you know, you had some some people in the driving course still like, you know, people in the sport, you know, there's sort of this hesitation of like, well, let's see how it ages or, you know, let's see, you know, maybe it'll get racier. They'll, they'll do this to it. And once it sort of became obvious that like the track was pretty much ruined with the, <laughs> the sticky stuff and that turn one and two is, is so weird and in the first place. And now everybody just openly, just like dumps on it. Like they're like, yeah, this place sucks. What are they going to do? So justifiably so. Yeah. Well, that's so, but yeah. the, the question is, so what does Texas do? And and by the way, I, I if, if you don't mind for a second, I, I did ask people to tweet up this morning because, you know, these are people who obviously mm -hmm. they know what Texas is mm -hmm. and they still decide to pay a lot of money to come to this race, sit out in 106 degree heat index in metal bleachers um and you know they want to support their track and, and there was actually a really good crowd here today i mean I'm not, I'm not even kidding like there was more people than i would have thought based on the heat and based on texas um and it just sort of reminded me this is a market that cares this is a good market these people wanted to show the support their home track support nascar even though you know it, it's not it's not the best product they still came out so I asked them at the tweet up, like, so what, what do you guys want to be done? Not one person that, you know, at least that I talked to were like, oh, it's fine. Just don't do anything. Like they all wanted something <laughs> done to it. So even, even the people that support the track and it's their home track, you know, and the most common thing was, can, could you just figure out a way to like reconfigure turns one and two yeah, to sort of match turns three and four, turns three or four, three and four are fine. It turns one and two, there are problems. So you know, maybe they could do that. Um, you know, there's been stuff bandied around about, oh, could it become, you know, a shorter track or some sort of short track? People are like, ah, you know, maybe. I didn't really hear anybody clamoring for another Atlanta as well. No. And the no, drivers I, I, definitely I don't that, want that. That ship has sailed. Ha has it? <laughs> I, uh, don't know. I mean, you can tell me. I, I haven't heard that it's going in that direction i've, no, I've i you never know though what smi is yeah, you never do, know so. i mean it, it definitely feels like they're they're they've gone through a lot of blueprints or ideas and you know one time there was serious consideration about kind of moving to a, an atlanta type track uh, from what i understand it feels like that's out the window like that's not what nascar wants it's not what the industry wants it sounds from what the conversation had is you know, if you're going to do something, it's going to, you're going to modify turns one and two. You're going to do something over there to the banking, to how it's laid out. You're going to, you know, basically redo it. Um, you're not maybe necessarily going to do a whole reconfiguration. You're just going to kind of focus on one and two. You know, it's, it's another one of these places that, 
even though it's a mile and a half track, this property feels absolutely massive. It feels like, uh, you know, a Fontana-like footprint where it's it's huge. And, you know, in recent years, um, have you I've been here? I, I can't remember. No, okay, I don't so, think I'm allowed on the grounds, actually. Oh, okay. I see. So it used to be that when you came to Texas, you would get off sort of like the main highway and then you'd just drive far out. I mean, unless you took uh, the interstate, but, you know, coming from the airport where a lot of people stay, the airport area, you just kind of drive and drive and drive and drive. And then the the speedway kind of popped up um, and there was really nothing around there. Now, across the street, I mean, you've got everything. You've got hotels, you know, you've got restaurants. I think there, there's the, there's a Buffalo Wild Wings, an In-N-Out, a Bucky's. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. And then what really struck me this time was even on the road where you used to drive and there would just be nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, that is now all the way to the track built up with stuff. And and there's just this time I noticed there's a huge new apartment complex going up sort of right across the highway from the track. So now this land is increasingly, increasingly valuable, right? And, and I'm not saying at all that they would do something where, where they would sell it off, but the opportunity is here to really make this a special place. It's a great market. Again, like I just said earlier, the fans care. The track is not good for racing. So what do you do? I I, I think that the best bet and probably the cheapest thing to do, um, and again, it's not my money, but if they could, again, try to figure out something that turns one and two, make it, you know, take advantage of what the next gen does right now. Don't build another short track because as much as I love short tracks, I don't have a lot of confidence that, that racing is going to get better. Um, and, you know, just hope that you have another great place. And, and, and I also think they've got to, they really have to put some money back into the track facility wise. It's, it's aging. It is very aging. It's showing that, uh, it, it sits most of the year with one race and gets baked in the sun and just feels like not a lot of upkeep. Um, so I would like to see as part of sort of like a, rebranding of texas or uh, whatever it is if they could sort of modernize and and refurbish a lot of the facility as well i think that would be good um you know it's some of the some of the tweet up today was like you know we pay all this money for parking and the parking lots are crumbling all the roads are crumbling and i i experienced that myself you know it's like whoa this is yikes um but you know again it's a huge property so it's 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 a lot of money uh, but anyway, that was a huge tangent. Sorry, I didn't mean to get so off No, track. it's not a tangent, but you make a good point. And this is something that the drivers themselves have said. And this was a huge talking point a year ago, um, really kind of around the all-star race time, about from drivers, which was, why, where is this money that this track is generating from, you know, from hosting a NASCAR race? Um, all this millions of dollars. Where is this where what are you doing to make this facility better and improvement on you know upgrades infrastructural upgrades that you need and there's, there's a lot of frustration among people like this is just kind of this once glamorous showcase facility has been allowed to just kind of recede and it's unfortunate because this market is too valuable this is this Dallas Fort Worth market is one of the most populous in the United States in terms of media markets it's it's, it's incredibly valuable it is a huge racing market in general. You have to have a race here. You have to. Not only do you have to have a race, you have to have a, a race at a venue that is worthy of this. When you look at other venues in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, 
You've got the Cowboys Stadium. You've got where the the Mavericks and the Stars play, which is considered a, a good arena. Um, you know, uh, Rangers uh, brand new yeah. baseball stadium is yeah, brand new. Exactly. Both SMU and TCU have got brand new or recently new stadiums that they put a lot of money into. Like you have to keep up. Like it, you have to spend the money to keep up. Hell, you the high school at, stadiums. Some of the high school stadiums are beautiful. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And so you look at other tracks on here. You look at what Daytona's done, or Talladega, Richmond, Phoenix. Those tracks, you can see the upgrades. You know, and even like a Martinsville, which is older, and I would say a little bit worn, but it's not bad. Like you know, it, it's. I just I don't understand. And there, there does seem to be a disconnect of where this is. I know there's a lot of frustration in the industry about this because you can't allow this to continue. And you saying that there are more people here this weekend is fantastic. That is a hugely encouraging sign. And that's great. But you got to keep that up and you got to keep them coming back. I know they have a new track president. I believe this is his first year. It seems like what he's doing is kind of working, but You've got to, you've got to figure out the infrastructural stuff, regardless of what the racing is. You've, there's no excuse for that stuff. And then the racing product here, I mean, it just it feels like we could just replay our conversations from the last four years uh, about what this kind of race is. And at some point, it's it just you got to commit to a plan and stick with it and find a workable solution. Well, the the schedule seems to keep changing, but uh, it, it seems like there's a lot of momentum to have this in the spring. It's going to be here. So, um, you know, that, that, that could change things as well. We don't know, um, you know, what that will do, uh, attendance wise, but you know, it, it, I, I think getting this out of the playoffs, honestly, mm-hmm. would be fine. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't deserve to have a playoff race, but it doesn't the way, well, okay. The way the track races and, you know, it's just, um, I think there's probably better playoff tracks. And, and, and again, when, when you have it this time of the year, the heat is, uh, is a pretty big factor as we saw today. So I I would agree with you on the playoffs. And I I say this because is there is more of a microscope, if you will, uh, on tracks in the playoffs, where if something goes wrong, like we saw last year or whatever, the racing isn't good, you're under the gun more and you're going to have to answer questions. If you get this out of the the playoffs and you put this in the spring, which is what's going to happen next year, um, you, you don't have to answer those questions a little bit. And I do think the 10 races in the playoffs should be the best one. It should, those tracks should challenge drivers, you know, whether it's a road course, whether it's a Kansas, whether it's um, Homestead or Martinsville, those kind of places. Um, and two, they have to put be showcase races, uh, tracks where they put the best display of NASCAR, where you turn in and say, wow, that's great. That's, that's what I want to see. And I don't think that this is a representation of that. So getting it out of here, I think we'll alleviate some of that pressure a little bit and some of that blowback that they face. Well, let's talk about what happened in the race today. Um, You know, uh, Bubba Wallace starts off and uh, by the way, I mean, he led 111 laps today. Previous best in his career was 80 laps. And that was at Richmond earlier this year. That was a short track. So when you go back to, um, you know, an intermediate track, I think the, the most he had led was, 50-something laps. That was his Kansas win last fall. So uh, really, I mean, this was this was a race that was really big for him. Now, you know, unfortunately for him, both stages, at the end of the stages, he he sort of fades back and and loses it, loses track position, and, and really only comes away with a few stage points, um, mm-hmm. which really hurt him. And But then you go, well, okay, maybe he's still going to win the race. Um, but once he doesn't, 
it ends up putting him below the cut line by two points. Now, I mean, it was still a solid day. He finished third, but it just shows goes to show you when you come into the playoffs with no playoff points, um, you are at such a deficit that you really can't you can't let these the stage points slip through your fingers because even with a third place finish after the first race of the round, he's still below the cut line. Um, and boy, was he upset with himself after the race, um, you know, for just, he felt, he just felt like he blew it on the, the last restart with Chase Briscoe, uh, William Byron, the, the eventual winner, uh, was able to get by him, uh, while he's battling with Briscoe, <clears throat> get by both of them. And, uh, Byron essentially sails away and wins the 300th race for Hendrick Motorsports. What did you think of the decision um, in stage one to pit Bubba Wallace late, um, basically kind of forego stage points, which would probably have been 10, because, you know, 9, 10, he was leading at the time. So he would have gotten something. Um, I I thought it was a bad decision because I thought in their position where they came in, I get it, you're going for the win and you have an opportunity. But I think getting stage points is huge. Get as many points as you can get. And I do think it would have cycled back around a little bit. His day wasn't going to be shot. He still would have been in contention per se. Um, I, I, was, I was curious about that decision there. In the moment, I was like, man, they just gave up a lot of stage points. But at the same time, he ended up, you know, getting back to the front. And, you know, at the end of the race, he was in a position where he potentially could have sure. won the race. So it's not like done that. Yeah, couldn't he, though? I don't know. I don't I it's I would have to go back and watch to see what would have happened where he would have come out, would, would he have not been able to have the opportunity to get back to the front as easily had he pitted later and stayed out at that time? I, I, in the moment right now, I can't really picture it, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's a valid point, but I, I still think it comes down to in their position, you probably do have to be aggressive um, in trying to go for the win. And they, and especially when you feel like you have a potentially winning car, they, you know, they, they had a shot at it. And so if you have a if you have a car that you're like man we could we could win with this but let's go for stage points to be conservative Ugh. see I really don't like that either so I understand where you're coming from I just I'm not sure I don't have a strong take on that but um, I, I would say it wasn't the wrong call just based on at the end of the race they were up there and they had a shot so yeah they 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 had a great weekend it's that's not that's not discount that I mean they started on the pole. Bubba ran a really, really good race in challenging conditions, managed the race, really didn't make any mistakes. I mean, you could have gotten a better restart at the end, but I don't think that's a mistake per se. Um, just a really good overall, a great day for this team. Exactly what they needed in terms of points. Now they're very much in the discussion going to one of their best tracks where they're going to have an opportunity to to win the race and get stage points. And hope you know, hopefully for their sake anyway is, they, you know, if other guys have misfortune, they're going to opportunity to strike there. So, I, I mean, this was a really great, great day. One of their best, maybe the best all-around race weekends for them all season. Yeah, and certainly when you lead a, a career high number of laps and you get the pole and all that stuff, it's it, there's a lot of positives. He just wasn't feeling super positive um, sure. at the end there. But, um, yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. I mean, look, you know, Talladega – whether he wins or not, um, if you can run up front, get stage points, don't crash somehow, and, and you get a top 10, you go to the Roval uh, with some sort of cushion because you know other people are going to crash. Um, I mean, yeah, he he could he, – he, he just has to be 
above the cut line going to the Roval. He can't be below the cut line and expect to do what he did at Bristol and be like, oh, yeah, yes, I'm just going to race my way back in. So, um, you know, yeah, he's in a good spot. Now, a lot of people, <laughs> you know, it is on Twitter. Um, people are going to uh, people blaming him for the Kyle Larson. What, he did no, 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 people are really blaming him. Yes. What? Like under because what justification? Because it's Bubba. Okay, but like besides it being Bubba, like what is their justification? Well, there's not re- any real justification, but you know, it says uh, it's it. They're DARFs, as uh, people would say. Yeah, now, okay. funny, funny enough. So I, I, I had asked him about. Um, you follow NASCAR memes, right? Yes. Yeah, On so Instagram. Were, yes. Yeah. Hilarious. On My NASCAR, second favorite NASCAR account. To who? NASCAR. NASCAR cousin. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, NASCAR memes this week. There was a meme where it was like. Bubba Wallace uh, will never win a race. And it was sort of, I think it was crossed out or something. And then it was like, nope. Bubba Wallace will never win a race under green. Bubba Wallace mm-hmm. will never make the playoffs. Bubba, Bubba Wallace will never make it out of the first round of the playoffs. Like all nope. these moving the goalposts. Just moving the goalposts. Just moving the goalposts. So I, I asked Bubba about that. And, you know, he just said, you know, moving the goalposts. And, and he said, you know, it's just darfs. Well, somehow that got, I don't know, that Fox News basically wrote an article about Bubba Wallace calls race fans dumbasses so this is this is the bubba thing though like this is what <laughs> yes so I, i'm not even kidding go look it up it's I'm the same guy up. it's the same guy that repurposed um my dale jr uh bluey thing and then wrote a whole article about it without linking to my thing or mentioning where it came from or anything like that um anyway mm. i love the i love this the, that writer he's he's uh he's great Anyway, so yeah, but yeah, that, that's why people on, on Twitter obviously are, are blaming Bubba. But uh, if you look at what happened with Larson, um, you know, it, Larson is taking full, I mean, it, it, it was just a racing deal. Here, here's what happened. I went to talk to Cliff Daniels about why cars get sucked. Oh, did you see the headline? I, I just yeah, it. I just saw the headline. I mean, like, this is just, this serves no purpose, like, at all. There's no context. There's no... There is a purpose. He's getting clicks off it. I, I, worthy purpose. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. Worthy purpose. I don't. I, I'm like, we're gonna go down a rabbit hole, and we're, it's not gonna serve anybody any good. So let's yeah. just move forward. So listen, um, I went to talk to Cliff Daniels because I just said, can why, why would the why would the car get sucked around like that, right? So he said basically, like you know, in the old car that used to happen frequently, like right, yeah. like you could oh, yeah. suck a car around. Um, but in the new car, it really doesn't happen very often. So much the point that people pretty much take for granted that you can run these cars as close as you can to each other. Like, um, and the side force won't really suck a car around. Now at Michigan, there was a couple incidents like the, uh, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney thing. Um, and I think Cliff was saying, and I don't remember that you, I'm sure you'll remember this. There was a Truex Busher one at Michigan too. You remember that? He was citing that as like another example of the car being sucked around or almost being sucked around by side force. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, um, you know, essentially Larson is racing without fear that the car is going to do that because these cars really haven't done that as much. Um, and he said that when you lose that side force, it is instantaneous. It is, you have no warning, you don't get loose and it goes it it's gone and he said even the best dirt racer in the world 
can't save that, right? Like it's, and so, you know, Larson afterwards um, in the interviews he did at the care center, I saw one posted on front stretch. You know, he's like, I, sh- I should have left a little bit more room. I should have been a little bit lower yeah. because, and Bubba said afterwards, he went in there and he's like, well, I'm not lifting. You know, he, he said he's trying to listen to Larson's throttle to see if Larson's going to lift. He's like, I'm not lifting. And then it, he's on the high line and Bubba's like, wow, it's stuck. And then he thought that Larson was thinking too, wow, mine's stuck too. So Bubba figured they were going to go all the way around the track like that side by side. Larson feels like it hit he just let Bubba sort of have that corner. He he still being on the low lane would have been able to get him a couple of corners later. You know, but worst case there, he's second. He may be passes for for the win if he's a little bit more patient. He was trying to get too much. And as a result, I mean, you can't blame him there because he's going for the win. But as a result, now he's only two points above the cut line. Tremendously fast car, phenomenal day for them. And just these playoffs are weird. J.J. Yaley spins. They're in a position where they got to race it out again. And he wrecks and finishes 31st. In the and I agree with everything you said. Like I, I don't. It's hard to blame Larson there in that situation. Like you've got to win before you. You've got to go after it. I think you know passing was not easy today. And well, if you can get ahead of somebody, you had a significant advantage, and it was going to take them a lot of work to get back around you. And so you go for it in that situation, especially with that fast a race car. It, it's to sit here on Monday morning quarterback. It doesn't feel right. Like I, I, there's nothing he did wrong. But now, though, the reality is they are in a bad point spot. And they're also what makes it worse. What compounds it is the fact they're going to Talladega. And mm-hmm. Larson is not – Larson is better in these super speedway races. He's much better now since he joined Hendrick. He's kind of wrapped his head around it a little bit. But he's still not great in these races. And you also, it doesn't matter also how great you are in these races. You can be running first and somebody can get into you and crash you. And that's a bad spot to be in points-wise going into a super speedway race. And you're vulnerable. Um, that's going to be something they're going to have to – it's going to be a challenge for them. Um, the other good thing for them is the Robles after that. They've won there before. They do have speed on these kind of races. But still, it's 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 very up in the air right now, which, again, goes back to this points format. And we talked about it a lot in round one with Martin Truex Jr. Now we're talking about Larson where – this doesn't discriminate. You can be the favorite. You can have a great round. Um, you can be the regular season champion. It doesn't matter. All of a sudden, things go sideways, and you're right on that line of being eliminated or not. We talked a lot about it with Truex. We're talking about it now with Larson. This is the reality for the next two weeks now of what he's going to have to do and navigate this because it is going to be an uphill battle. And he is, even if he has a good Talladega points wise, he's probably still going to be in a spot where he can't have a bad roll race because you've used up your safety net. So it's going to be interesting to see how these manage these next two weeks. They have been in this position before people forget in 2021, they were in a situation where they darn near were eliminated at the roll and they rallied back to win it. They, this team is gritty. They've got, they, they, they handle these situations very well, but it, again, it just doesn't matter. And look, I mean, we, it, this was sort of the one thing that made you a little bit hesitant about Larson going to the playoffs is that they didn't have a lot of playoff points because nope. they had such an up and down crazy season where they'd be like, oh, they win and then something crazy would happen or like they would throw a race away or, or whatever. 
they left a lot of points on the table for various reasons this year. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that shows up now when you have a day like this where you're like, whoops, oh boy, now we got to go to Talladega. Um, I mean, I, to me, you almost have to just be like, all right, let's let's uh, let's try to get all the stage points we can. Mm-hmm. And then in stage three, let's almost take it easy. Um, let's see what happens. Because are, are you, if you're Larson's team, are you going thinking, hey, we can win Talladega? Because I'm, no. I'm not going there trying to win Talladega. I think no, you... I, no, I, I almost, I mean, this is going to sound counterintuitive to kind of what I was just saying. I almost don't know if you can even race for stage points because I don't know if you want to put yourself in a position, you know, or maybe you wait until like the last five laps of the stage and then you try to make your way forward. But I almost think you have to be conservative and just try to get there to the end and, and, and kind of hope that misfortune strikes other guys in the playoffs and then you can leapfrog them. I just don't I just don't know if you want to put yourself in a spot though where you're gonna be in that fray all day long and you don't know what's gonna happen. I mean the goal the goal almost should be to hold serve. Like if, if I was if I was the five team and I'm plus two right now, I would almost feel like, hey, if I could leave Talladega plus two going into the Roval, mm-hmm. that would be yeah. fine. I would take that. What you don't want to be is going into the Roval down twenty-five or whatever, and it's like now you're in a must win and you, the only way you can do this is to go out and win this race, um, which I'm not saying is impossible for him at all, but you don't want to put yourself in, in a must win. So whatever they can, that's why I say the stage points, whatever they can do to just sort of hold serve at this point. Um, you don't even need to have a great day. They're just not a disastrous day in some ways. Um, cause other people will have disastrous days. Following up on your point really quick, this is just a rough calculation. It looks like Larson and that five team have left four to five wins on the table this year for various reasons, whether their fault of their own, whether like Bristol Dirt, for example, where Larson kind of kind of took himself out, or Pocono, uh, Canton situations where, you know, they got into it with Denny Hamlin, or a Darlington situation with Ross Chastain. Like, they're, by my count, there is at least four, if not five races this year that they should have probably won. And then there's, you know, fluky type things that, like at Dover. Yeah, good know? point. That's it. I didn't count Dover on my list. That's a good point. Where he, he potentially had race winning speed. You know, we yep, don't good point. know, but yeah, so there's just, you know, that, that's, uh, you that's know, a lot. this, this format, the, and I'm, and I'm glad playoff points matter because, yeah. you know, the, the regular season, it's important for the, for that to matter more. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, speaking of somebody who also um, is potentially on shaky ground after we, thought they were going to make the final four Martin Truex Jr. Yet again. Um, what is going on? Dude. I, I mean, okay, here's the thing. They, they were, they were maybe going to run top 10 though. Um, and sure. You know, at the end of, at the end of that stage with the one lap shootout, he gets punted and, you know, he had flat tires. So he had to come back down twice and I think he told Dustin Long on the video I watched afterwards that, um, you know, he it was one of those things where he thinks it might have messed up the underbody of the car a little bit, could hurt their performance. But he also said their pit stops were terrible. That's I mean, the you thing. could hear him on the radio, like, bad car, bad pit stops. They shouldn't have been yeah. back there. They shouldn't have been here. Um, and here they started, you know, regular season champion who escaped elimination last week. Um you know, it's like he, he's given the second chance and going to a track where you can 
sort of get that bad taste out of your mouth and all this stuff. And now they have four straight finishes outside the top 15 to open the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm out at this point. I, I don't because because you because you look at what's coming up. Also, you know, we're in the same category as Larson not being great at super speedways or, you know, Truex. Oh, for his career. I, I don't feel good about him at, at Taldega at all. I, I was looking it up earlier because I was starting to write my my top five column for the athletic. Um, He has, I think, one top 10 finish. If I'm not mistaken, one top 10 finish at Talladega since 2016. In the last seven and a half years, he has one top mm-hmm. 10 there. So uh, I don't feel good about him going there and getting points. Um, no. And then the Roval, well, of course, you know, he can go win the Roval. He won Sonoma this year. Um, he could do it. But again, it's not a position you want to be in. This, this They shouldn't be in this spot. I mean, they're just, they, they, they were a way better team than this. The playoffs have been a disaster. Um, I just, I'm, I'm, I've sort of like lost my faith that he's going to make the final four personally. I'm on the, I'm on the same boat. Like he was my, I, he was one of the guys I thought was going to make the final four. I thought he had a really good chance to win the, the championship. I kind of had him as one of the co-favorites and it's, really really hard right now to think that this team is going to salvage this and i kind of thought that you know just getting out of round one and everything that could go wrong went wrong and they got through it fresh start going to one of your better tracks you know breathe relax just go there just run top 10 get some stage points you're fine and they didn't qualify well they qualified 16th which is eh, they should be better than that and I understand, like, you can't control when somebody runs into you inexplicably. I get it. That's not your fault. But it is your fault when you have slow pit stops. When you get back in the muck, you're going to get dirty. And that's what's happening to them a little bit. And it's just it's a lack of execution all around. And it starts really when the minute they hit the track in practice, you know, whether it was Truex getting into the wall at Darlington. Um, it's just not putting themselves in a position to be successful. And now they're going to a track they don't run well at. He's never won at before. He's never won a super speedway race before. He's come close, obviously, a few times. Uh, two very, very close finishes at Daytona. But it's it doesn't look like right now they're clicking. Um, and when you look at the 5 and the 11 and throw the 24 in there, those are three teams that are really hitting on it right now, you know, that are really kind of week in and week out. Um, are doing the things that they need to do to put themselves in position. And the 19 team is not. And at some point, you feel like this is going to bite them in the butt. And I think in two races, it's going to. Yeah, and again, I mean, I he's in a decent spot right now. He's fifth in points. It's not like he's below the cut line. I think he's plus 19, maybe. Yeah, 19, um, but that's not... But I, I'm I assuming, that's not a lot. I, 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 you know, and it's it's unfair to assume this, but I'm assuming... Based on how the playoffs are going and based on his history at Talladega, he's probably going to crash. I mean, something yeah. – I don't well, see him getting you, a good finish. So You say he's plus 19, and, that, and that's that's great, 19 points. But and Kyle Petty made this point on the NBC Sports Post Race Show. Half those points got erased. He had a, a double that margin going into today, and it, it's gone now. One race, 19 points gone, thereabouts. Like So it can go like that, and – Especially at Talladega, especially at Talladega. And the thing, you know, I will say this though: I think let's just I want to give him credit. 
Um, I don't have the number in front of me, but he has won some a lot, uh, quite a few stages at Talladega and Daytona. I think Daytona more so these last few years. Like he's done a really good job. That doesn't finish these races necessarily, but he has done a good job of winning stages and getting points that way. So if you can do that, that can that can help mitigate any issues you may have. You go get ten points in stage one, ten points in stage two. That's twenty more points. That's great. So. There's more. There's more ways to do this than just finishing. But uh, I just I want to see this team just have a, a a qualifying in the top ten, run in the top ten, no issues. Like where is this team that through the the really since late spring was the team to beat? Like it's just absent right now. Well, it still seems like the team to beat is Denny Hamlin. Um, yes, Larson again. Larson had a phenomenal day today. He had he had the fastest car. He had speed, but. Hamlin, I mean, even though that was pretty severe door damage, um, I got an up close look at that afterwards um, on the, from his pit road incident with Ty Gibbs, and I mean, he's he's very lucky at the spot where it got hit because mm-hmm. you know it wasn't on the wheel; it was right in front of it, and you know. But he said after the race, like his car didn't handle as well, and it was still a top three car. Yeah, so. What is Gibbs yeah. doing there? Like, I just don't get that. That was the one. That's like a like a rookie mistake, I guess. I just, I don't know. I I didn't. I never really no, saw I know. a replay just... of it that to see what what could be done differently there. But yeah, that wasn't good. It certainly wasn't good. Um, but you know, still. So Hamlin finishes fifth. He caught, should have finished better. They ended up taking two tires. They were the first one off pit road with two tires. They did not think at all that 14 cars were going to stay out um, in front of them. You know, he gets a couple cautions there to get back up to fifth. Um, so he sort of, you know, came out where around where he was running, so, you know, within a few spots. But, you know, as he said afterwards, you know, a, a good call is determined by what the other people do. And they, you know, they didn't think that 14 people were going to stay out in front of them there. So, um, you know, probably cost him a couple points, but he's still in really good spot. He's the top guy in points, not named William Byron. Byron's already locked in, obviously now. Um, so it's sort of like Hamlin in points, and then even Chris Busher's the next guy in points, but even Busher's like 15 points behind yep. Hamlin. So um Denny's got plus 30 something to the cut line at this point. Um, he's obviously a great super speedway racer. You would think he'd be able to go to the Roval and do just fine. But, you know, I, it feels like um, this was a really big day for them or a big thing to check off for them to make sure that nothing crazy bad happened. And uh, just to get through this and and because this is a weird round, you know, with Talladega and the Roval in it, you know, it's, it's all about for, for the teams that are like the truly strong teams, they want to get to round three because they think they can perform well at two. Uh, intermediate tracks plus Martinsville, right? The the teams that are not as strong, they're like, "Ooh, I love this round, this crazy round," because we want it to be crazy, right? Um, so, you know, I think for for a team like the eleven team, just surviving today and getting a solid finish, it's fine. It could have been better, but they're still, to me, the the favorite at this point. No, oh, yeah, I mean they've had speed, they had execution. It's hard to blame them for their teammate running into them on pit road, which probably shouldn't have happened. They're plus 37 going into Talladega. You know, Denny's going to be in the mix. He's going to be one of the favorites to win there. 
Um, they could theoretically even clinch leaving Talladega without winning, depending upon how, how many points they get and where everyone else falls. This team is in a great spot. They continue to knock out good finishes, continue to bring race-winning cars to the track now, four straight races in each of the playoff races. Um, there's not much to say about them, but I, I don't I – mean, you might as well just pencil them into the round three because I think that's the situation they're in right now. This team looks really, really good, and I think they're a Final Four contender. So where what do we do with William Byron then? Because, you know, look, he won the race. He's won six races now this year. He'd only had four career wins before this season. He's he's doing great. I mean, he's but it's like for much of this race, I don't even know where he was. Like I, I wasn't even I don't think he was close to the top ten for a while, was he? I mean, he wasn't really a factor at times. Then he kind of I'm not sure how he got up there. He kind of uh, I assume made some. They made some good pick calls. He was part of the uh, pick call that worked out late, where um, you know the, the guys that stayed out and all that for the for the track position. Um, and you know he takes advantage of that late restart, makes a great move, wins a race. So yeah, you know you feel good about William Byron again and his chances and all this stuff. But where do you put him in the power rankings of? you know, where we stack up, you know, we were saying Hamlin is first, you know, Larson's up there. Do you, you put Byron above or below Larson? So to answer your question, William Byron's average running position in this race was 13th uh, for comparison's sake. Denny Hamlin's was sixth. Bubba Wallace was fourth. Um, So that kind of tells you William Byron's day, but the fact that this team is really good at getting better as a race goes on. They don't, when things, you know, they may start the, the race bad with a car, something may go wrong with them, whatever. They don't panic. They don't melt down. They just figure out a way to put themselves in a position to maximize their day. They're really, really good at that. And I think looking at their body work this year, the fact that they have six wins and, and all the playoff points they've amassed. And I, I think right now I have them in my championship four. And here's why I look at now, they can start looking ahead to round three. Well, well, guess what's in round three? There's a track in Las Vegas they won at earlier this year. There's a track at Homestead they've won at uh, a couple of years ago, and they're really good at intermediate racetracks. And then they go to Martinsville, where William is really good at. And by the way, they won there last year. So these are three really, really good tracks. And allow they have two basically bonus weeks. They can go out and kind of turn their attention forward and not have to worry about Talladega or Roble. Um, which, by the way, they're still good at those racetracks, so they, they still have an opportunity to amass more bonus points. I think this, this team is in a great position now to kind of use all of the what they've had going for them this year and what they've amassed, and then the fact that how that schedule sets up. I think them getting to Phoenix, which he won at earlier this year, by the way. Um, I think they're, I think they're in a, I think their path to the final four is very clear right now. But so, do you put him above or below Larson? I, I put him on the parallel. I mean, I, like the three I have right now, I mean, this seems like to change on a weekly basis, <laughs> but it's fine. I, I mean, it's it's Larson, it's Hamlin, and it's Byron. I think those three are in really great shape. I'm, I'm yanking Truex out of there. I'm yanking Christopher Bell out of there. I know he was my championship pick. Had a good run today, but that team just still kind of scares me a little bit. Um, I, I just think those three, the 11, the five, and the 24 has separated themselves in a playoff where a lot has gone wrong. They've largely done a good job. I know Larson crashed today, but they've done a good job of week to week having fast race cars consistently and not shooting themselves in, in the foot for the most part. Yeah. And the, and you bring up Bell 
Because I'm I'm with you, right? Like it seems like there's those three true X's dropped off. Well, who do you put in that fourth spot? And you know, Bell, like he salvaged a good day, but he wasn't really running that well. Um no. for me, like I I think when I, you know, I do these um in my in my top five column, I do like a weekly power ranking of the four. I think I'm gonna put Chris Busher in there because even though he finished 14th today, like he got, I think, 15 stage points or something like that. He scored he scored the fourth most most points of anybody today. And, you know, he's in he's in a decent position and he's still got good tracks coming up. Uh, you just feel like they're still running well quietly. You know, they're they're not they don't have the the flashy sort of speed that the top three have that we're talking about, but um that would be the guy I would sort of slip in there right now because I still haven't seen enough from like a Reddick or a Bubba or a Chastain um, to really consider them, uh, you know, putting them in. And, and then the others, I mean, I just, I mean, we could talk about it, but like Blaney takes himself Again. out today with the speeding penalty. Again. Another, another playoff, another self-induced mistake. That like, That is really painful for them because they were, horribly painful. They, they had gotten the track position after starting the race bad. They flipped the track position and they kept it all day. Even and, despite not having a fast race car. Right, right, for sure. Um, and you know, they were up there and like, yeah. man, that is so, so painfully costly. And then, of course, as it as it happens, once you get back there, you're in traffic, then he gets caught up in a wreck, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, ouch. And then the Kyle Busch thing, you know, I really was already starting to, long ago lose lose faith in that team just they just feel like they have no momentum no confidence um something's always happening to them and yet again it happens today it's like he's going for the lead and making moves and it's like oh well he just lost some spots and he's saying i don't know i think something's going on my tire and they're like no can you just stay out you probably just have stuff on your tires which is what i thought i thought he probably went up in the dirty stuff and got stuff on his tires now his car feels weird but Sure enough, something happened to his tire because uh, he crashes, and that's it. And all of a sudden, he's way below the cut line. Now, it could be a lot worse for him because I think he's only 17 below. So if you're going to finish uh, 34th in the playoff opener uh, of a round to only be 17 down, um, that's that's actually not terrible, right? Because he can he can – He's not done yet. He doesn't have to win. No, but uh, it's you know I'm I'm certainly not going to be sitting here putting him in my final four. Um, and then the only run one of the other drivers I think we didn't mention as a candidate there would be Kozlowski. But I feel like Busher's got the edge over Kozlowski. So I don't know. What, what's your take on who who are you putting in as your fourth right now? Yeah, I, I will say this. Uh, Brad Kozlowski since like Loudon has got the best average finish out of any driver this year. Uh, so that's the series best average finish since Loudon or at least going into Texas, that's pretty impressive. Like he's been running really, really, really well. And he could, you know, have had two or three wins if things play out differently. Um, I, I like where RFK is at. I think Chris Buescher today had a really good race, was running in the top 10 for the most part. Things didn't go away. I agree with you on the Kyle Busch thing. They're snowballers. They're, they're a snowball team. When things go wrong, it just keeps snowballing. And it gets worse and worse. And they can't get out of their way. Instead of figuring out the problem and, and getting it, you know, correcting it and moving forward, it's like, no, it's going to go completely haywire. And then the next thing you know, something like today happens where they end up in the wall. It's frustrating because they have speed in the race car. They obviously have speed in the race car, but they just can't stay out of their way. And that is worrisome to me. Now they can win 
Kyle won at Talladega earlier this spring, but his, you know, he's, you know, he, he was really fast at Daytona, but his record in super speedway races is, is iffy, right? And the Roval, certainly he's a factor there, but I, I just don't have any confidence that this team can really honestly get out of round two. Uh, and if they get to round three, it's like, you just feel like something is going to knock them out and they're just going to end up having a bad, disastrous day. And it's, it's going to be done for them. Um, you mentioned who else, uh, Chris Bush or Brad Keselowski, liked them both. Tyler Reddick, I think was the other one you mentioned. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, well, who, who yeah. is, who are you putting up in, in your fourth? I don't know. I, I like Reddick a lot. If Reddick can get to round three, I like him at Vegas. I really like him at Homestead, man. Like he is so good there. Um, he can go there and, and have good finishes to start the playoff at Vegas and, and um, Homestead and maybe get a win. He's going to punch his way in. If not, you just finish in the top five there and go to Martinsville and survive. You're in a good spot. I like them. I like him a lot. And I've said this before. But, but have always, you seen where they are on points though? Because he ended up he ended up losing, you know, a good run today and, and mm-hmm. finishing the last car in the lead lap. And now he's you know, he's behind Bubba on points. He's only three out. Yeah. But, you know, it just felt like it feels like they had been faster and they had, had momentum and um it just sort of slipped away. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I don't know. I yeah, I mean, he's going to have to have good. You know, he can't crash it. I mean, I guess he, I guess he could because he, like you said, he he could go to the Roval. Um, he's a phenomenal road course racer, and he could win it. But I don't know. He's he's really got it. He's got him. I'm I'm worried about him making out of this round before I can say. Uh, yeah, I mean, now if he, if he does make it out of this round, I think he could be a legit final four threat for sure because Homestead is very tempting to look at him there, but. Very tempting. Uh, can we can we talk about Ross Chastain for a second? Yeah. So uh, I got to tell you about this. So oh, all right, story time. Well, no, not really. But I, I was just I, I had to ask Ross afterwards. I was like, how? Okay. So you're you're up there, and you know you you lose. He had a, a throttle sensor uh, go bad, mm-hmm. and so he said he was. They, he thought they were going to come out about eighth or so off pit road, and the throttle sensor, it, it, it just wasn't working. So he basically stalls the car and they lose all these spots and they go back to like 29th or whatever. Right. So then, um, on the next stop, I think he so I was like, how did you get from, how did you work your way back up to from 29th, um, all the way up there? So I think basically he had, they had, um, they had waited on fuel on the next stop. So they didn't have to take more later. Uh, they'd taken two tires and he said there was a couple of restarts that didn't go well. And he said he had one of these, and I don't know which one it was or if they showed it on TV, if I, I missed it, but he said he had some sort of phenomenal restart where he like hooked the bottom and he passed like seven cars or something. <laughs> um, so that really worked out. And then, you know, toward the end, as everybody stays out and everything, he uh, is able to get back up there um, and ends up finishing second. So, on a day where they were running 30th at one point, like mm-hmm. legit 30th and, and looking like in serious trouble, way below the cut line. Um, he leaves sixth in points and he has 12 points to the good. So that, that is a, I mean, huge turnaround and, and track house ends up getting double top 10 on it again, yeah. where it was like Suarez at one point was stuck in the grass and had a good run going run in the top 10, spun out on pit road and then rallied back. Yeah. So, uh, 
boy, I mean, Chastain, he's something about that team where you just, I mean, for me, I'm just like, nah, they just, they're gritty, nah, man. I don't think they have the speed, but they, they, they find ways to keep getting good finishes somehow. I don't know how. I don't know how they do it either. They're, they figure it out. I mean, you can go back to Martinsville last playoff. It looked like they were out and Ross decides to run the wall. And next thing you know, um, they, they seem to have found something. They don't have the same level of speed they had earlier this year. They're not quite there yet, but they're, it seems like they're, they're knocking on that door. And if they had without that issue, without the sensor issue, you feel like they really had an opportunity to really kind of possibly win this race. Cause it seemed like they, they were in the mix. So We'll see how this goes. And Ross is good at super speedways. Um, I feel like I say that a lot about a lot of guys, but you want to tell Dega last uh, spring, you know, he's going to have an opportunity to be in the mix again. He was in the mix in the spring here this year um, was in the win. So he's going to have a really good opportunity to go there and, and get some stage points and, and put himself in a good spot. I, I, I like the trending, how, where this team is up. If I'm, if I'm not liking how Martin Trex Jr.'s team is, is going in the wrong direction, I feel like this one team is the opposite and they're kind of starting to go up. Yeah. And I still don't feel like they're going to make the final four because they have just going to, it's such a tall order at this point, especially with their lack of playoff points, but um, they're going to give themselves a shot. Somehow they you figure know, out. And, they, I, 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 and I will say like their speed, they showed in this intermediate racetrack, right? And yeah. this, this bodes well for Vegas. In, in Homestead, where yep. two tracks were Ross last year, finished second in both of those races. So um, I, I'm not putting them in my final four, but I can, I can make a case why I can see it happening. Yeah. Anybody else that you want to talk about? Um, you know, boy, I, I, I will I will say Eric Jones. Oh, what a run. What a fantastic yes. That run. team, man, has been on the upswing. They've had a lot of speed in their race cars. I mean, it's unfortunate because it, it was sort of the same thing that happened to Hamlin, where, well, you know, Hamlin takes two tires there along with a few others. Jones takes four tires, and he's the first on four tires. But clearly, they thought the same thing as Hamlin's team, where, well, there's not going to be 14 people that stay out here. Right. Did you see what they tweeted? No, I, I don't didn't. know if you saw this. So there was a clarification on this. They he was told to do. He was running behind Larson or the five. Um, he was told to do whatever the five did. And Kyle Larson came, looked like he was going to go down pit road and then did the fake right. and stayed on the racetrack. And the forty three by that time they couldn't. They were already committed, so he couldn't reverse oh. it. That is what bit them, unfortunately. Man, they had a great car though, and again, they they third place at Kansas. They had a fast race car too at Darlington. Fast race car at Bristol. They had a mechanical issue there. Put them back. This team is bringing fast race cars on a near weekly basis, and uh, they're 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 knocking on the door here. Yeah, and Hosovar had he not hit the wall, Hosovar too, man. Um, he still finished sixteenth, but yeah. he's probably going to get close to the top ten again. Yeah, he's really on it. I mean, yeah, yeah. legacy legacy is just really taking the step up. All this despite being with a lame duck manufacturer. Uh, I know. Uh, I think it was Steve Latard on the broadcast today had a great comment, and he's right. Basically, how you know Legacy's switching to Toyota next year. Basically, they've been cut off from the Chevrolet resources, right? And he goes, Chevrolet might want to turn that faucet back on to see if it can go the other way because they found something, huh. and they might be able to help the other Chevy teams. And honestly, they're right. Like whatever they're doing, it's it's working right now. They're they're outrunning a, quite a few Chevy teams. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Chevy, I mean, they could they could use that info in those setups, I'm sure. Uh that's that's really I, I unfortunately I didn't hear any of the uh TV broadcast today, so I'm a little bit in the dark on what was talked about. Um so hopefully I'm not like repeating too much no, of you're great. anything that was on there. Uh you want to talk about the was it a good race poll now or was there anything else from Texas? We think we covered let me check my no, man, let me check my notes really quick okay. here. One second, sorry. No, we have covered everything on my list. Okay. All right. Well, you know, as typically is, I'm sure there's something I'll forget after. And as soon as we, as soon as I press end on this, I sit there and think for a minute and I go, dang it, we didn't talk about whatever. But um, anyway, <laughs> at least we won't forget the was it a good race poll this week. Um, unfortunately, you have lost again. What's going on, Jordan? You you were on six. Listen, listen, you're this like is, I am just nearing. Mar- I am the Martin Truex Jr. of our poll. That, that is it. Like <laughs> great regular season, win the regular season championship. <laughs> Everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. I we I need to get my bleep together. Like what is going on? We're better than this. We we got bad guesses. We got bad intel. Bad research. The boys back at the shop aren't helping me out at all. Like it is. It is gone bad. It is gone sideways. We're just trying to get a top ten finish here to get some kind of get our head above water. Um, yeah, it's not it's not going well. Well, now that you're not, you know, cheating, um, I didn't cheat. I, I'm so tired of this. This is not cheating. And I almost thought about putting out another thing today. <laughs> I bet you did. I you did. All the I actually, I may get. have pulled a few people actually, and the responses oh, actually oh. were. All- no, I mean, I, I pulled people whether I should put a, a tweet out or not, and they they said I should. Where you know privately you pulled people because I didn't see where where this. No, I asked people, some friends of mine. Do you think I should put a tweet out there to kind of crowdsource a little bit? And they said, Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, because ball don't lie, and I will win anyway, <laughs> just like I did on the last one where you tried to, to pull these shenanigans. Anyway, um, unfortunately, I do have to guess first because I really don't want to this week. This is this. I is am a- really fascinated. Like I am very genuinely curious, and I will say, like the. I, I just want to hear what you have to guess. I don't want to, I'm not going to sway you. You go ahead. Well, okay. I feel by far the least confident about this guess that I felt in weeks. I, I feel like I've had a decent, like going into the, the podcast lately. I'm like, okay, I, I think I know what people are about going to say or how they felt. I, I really don't know. Uh, I know how they felt before when it looked like Larson was going to win by seven seconds, people didn't like it. I don't know how this, the ending and the craziness changed the perception of that. Um, or if it did, people are already have a predisposition, uh, to not like Texas. Mm -hmm. So they're not really going to keep an open mind for the most, most people are not, they're going to say this track sucks. And then they're going to see the racing that they think confirms that their opinion and kind of go with that. So it's, it's just not going to be a high, thing plus it wasn't that good of a race it was it was fine so where does that leave me oh i this is so tough um i i really i don't feel good about this at all 53 percent oh oh did you, you say 53 oh are you saying that's too high no did you say 53 yeah Okay. Whoa. What? What? Why? What's? What's the reaction for? I think that's way low. 
Oh, you think it's low? I think it's, and I will say this, like, having conversations with people about the race and how it was unfolding, they, they were, they were more enthused about it than I thought. Like I thought they were, you know, I thought I, I was like, I was kind of in the middle, like how this is going to go. And I think the feedback I've gotten from people is like this, they were actually for a Texas and again, low bar, low bar for a Texas race. This actually wasn't bad. So I think you're, I think you're way off. Oh, Um, I'm you went 53. I'm just going to hedge. I'm going to say 60 and uh, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel okay about that. So you were going to go like, what were you going to go originally? If, if, I mean, I was probably going to go as high as like 72, 73. I didn't feel good about it. It felt dirty, felt really dirty. Didn't like it, but yeah, but I'm also the idiot who can't win. So what do I, you know, don't, don't go off what I'm saying. Wow. You thought this race was in the seventies. I didn't think it was, but I think other people are more enthused about it than I was. I, you know, I'm predisposition, predisposition to not liking Texas anyway, but it was oh better than I, I. I think tomorrow's number is going to be fascinating. I think fifty three is. I think that's low. I, I maybe I'm. You know what? I listen. My rec, my recent well, track. I, I have no good. idea. I really don't. I I really have no. I don't idea. envy you. I don't have a feel for so. this one. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Whatever you would have picked, I would have gone point one on either side. Of I that. thought about just going like a fifty five, but you know, I've got you know class. Well, um, you don't want to win. You're like Truex. You're too clean. <laughs> too clean. Yeah. You're too clean. You race too clean. You need sometimes you just need to race aggressively and I gotta be not, more give, dirty. not yeah. give anybody any room. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it happened. All right. Well, uh, since I didn't think of anything else to talk about that I thought we were particularly missing, um, guess we'll wrap it up for this week. You'll be at Talladega next week. That'll be fun. I'll be sad not being there this year for the fall race, but can't do them all. Uh, I just, fun. I just, one of my favorite races of the year. I just burned my budget this week on tacos. Lots of tacos. tacos? Well, I went to uh, several different taco places, but I did go to Velvet Taco last night. Have you been to one of the Velvet Tacos? Yeah, they got them up here in Charlotte. They're they're fine. They're just Look, it was the place that was open. It was near my hotel. I know it's a chain. I know it's, it's not authentic Tex-Mex, but I went there, okay? I got a friend of mine. I did get she authentic. Likes- what? I got a friend of mine who likes them a lot. She likes them, and she took me there once, and I was just like, "This is this is what you're typing up? Like, really? This is really? You don't I, like this point? They, they have all sorts of different. They're like crazy the menu, flavors. The yeah, I mean, the menu is creative, but it's yeah. not. It doesn't blow me away. The taste isn't spectacular. There's much better taco places. Well, obviously there are, and here in Texas. So, uh, anyway, hopefully I can go find another one right now. <laughs> Good uh, luck. But, Anyway, I hope you enjoy uh, not eating tacos in Birmingham, eating probably yeah. lots of Bucky's. Oh, no. Just, no, I only do Bucky's for coffee in the morning. No, I thought breakfast tacos. No, I, no. Now, only when I'm driving with you because then you can drive and then I can eat. If I don't do it by myself. Oh, that's right. I learned last week on our drive that you will not drive and eat. No. It's a I don't fascinating like- thing. Well, two reasons. One, I feel like it's unsafe, especially kind of driver going on through last week, which is dark roads, mountains, you know, that kind of thing. Don't like it. Two, I don't want to spill. <laughs> I don't want to get it on me. That's what it really is. You don't want to spill on your fancy clothes. You don't want to yeah. spill Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah 100%. 
hundred percent. Don't want to spill on me. Sure as heck don't want to spill on my car either. Cause I was, I was hyping up the, um, honey, hot pimento Chick-fil-A sandwich to you. And you're like, Oh, I want to get one of those. And then we tried to go last week on the way and we, the dining room was closed. It was drive through only. And you're like, you know what? I'm not going to eat. Nope. I'm like, what? You were just all about getting the sandwich. You're like, Nope, I'm not going to eat. No, I don't want to spill on my clothes. I don't want to spill on my, what I was wearing. No way. You're wearing a Adidas track suit. Yeah. That's, it wasn't it was, even like a. Yeah, you get a grease stain on that though. That thing, you, it'll be noticeable. It's not going to get out. All right. Anyway, everybody, uh, thanks for as always for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, I, again, it was cool to meet some of you at the tweet up. Um, thanks for those kind words, as always. And we will talk to you next time on the Teardown. See you, everybody.